0: Jerem, Glad to have you here and welcome back everybody.
1: Today we have a special
2: guest star. His huh? Is... I'm Julian. <laughs> that worked. That transition went perfectly. Welcome Julian. The gesture Julian. was given and I went in for it and it was not the
0: proper time. The best segue. Here we go. We have done it. We have finally convinced someone to join us on this adventure. Hopefully finally using this episode too. This is episode two. I just wanted to know how much progress we've made in two episodes. So, And episode two is all about Cube. Time to get Cuban. We are here to talk all about Cube with some experts, I would dare say. I wouldn't, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would not. I would dare say you were an expert more so than I am. So that's why I think that is going to be great. It's going to be great. But before we get into all that, let's take a word from
1: our sponsors. Just kidding, we don't have any sponsors. <laughs> Instead, I think... <laughs> So, last time we started uh, the podcast by talking about something cool that we did in
0: Magic in the last week. Mm -hmm. Noteworthy or awesome or anything that we just want to brag about or that we're ashamed about. That's that's what we're going to do. Exactly. And so, I'll go first.
1: The thing I did last week actually happened after we drafted Julian's Cube, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. But, basically, I drafted this pretty sweet blue-black deck that I'll probably talk about a little bit later, too. And one of my early picks was a card called Emissary's Ploy, which is a Conspiracy from Conspiracy 2.
2: (gasps) Conspiracy.
1: Which is one of my favorite
2: things to do with Cube, is you get to play with cards like this that you'll never be able to play anywhere else. Anywhere else, else. yeah, that's true. true. I had
1: never seen or heard of this card.
2: Yeah, it actually works (laughs)
1: maybe a little too well in that cube. No. Um, And we'll explain why. But basically, so the card says... Before drawing your opening hand, choose 1, 2, or 3, and this is not included in your deck, you just get this ability all the time. You may spend spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast creature spells with converted mana cost of the chosen number. So basically while I was drafting, I chose the number 2, and then I picked, I was able to draft every 2 drop that I saw, no matter what color it was. Was this in your first package of cards you drafted? Yeah. Was this the very first
0: card you drafted?
1: No, I think it was the second or third. No. That I drafted. The first card I drafted was um, Exiling Graveyard Land. The Juba Yeah, love it. Yeah, so I basically drafted five color two drops plus blue black everything else, and I won all of my matches. So. Yeah. That was my thing of the week. What about you, Jarod?
0: Just to note, when he say when he says he won, um, I he destroyed me, and it was very embarrassing. It was it was. Um, it was an honor to see how well his deck performed. It was awesome. We'll talk about it later, but I just want to add more. To skip that f- in I want to add more to your fire, man. Okay, so my ego is humongous right now. Good, so. <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> so my moment, I want to brag about, but also I need to be a little. I need. It's a moment of shame. Is I assembled Tron, all three parts: power plant, the mine, and the tower. I got them all three out, and it was awesome. In commander, right? In commander. No tutors. Was, I had one in my opening hand, and then I drew into the other two. Wow. It was awesome. It was in my dreddy deck. Lots of artifacts. It was great. And then I lost. You didn't use them to cast... I, I do not just, like, I, <laughs> cast Ugin and kill everything. Yeah, I Lord. cast <laughs> Karn with these, and I still lost. Did you really? You got Karn with I, yeah. yeah. I lost. The classic.
2: Yep. The old standby. My <laughs> turns out doing one thing in Commander
0: is not nearly as good as it is. Yeah, it was I was so excited. I like texted you guys immediately the second it happened. And but then my blessed wife unfortunately cursed me out. She had like captive audience and all these other crazy curses that I just could not get around. I like had some removal and got rid of one or two, but I just Yeah, Monorad doesn't deal with enchantments very well. Yeah, model, yeah. We, I, was, I had a hand tied behind my back. It was it was bad. So I'm ashamed that I couldn't pull it together, but I still got all three out, and it was a moment to celebrate, and I'm very proud of it.
2: Still. It's so. the, my challenge My challenge is still there for you. If you, on turn one, play first piece of Tron, second piece of Tron on turn three, third piece of Tron on turn three, in a commander game, I will immediately concede to you. Yeah. I uh, that is fair.
0: That, that is very fair. 100% man. will happen. You have not yet pulled it off. I have not. I am hoping one day. Well, actually, I'm going to talk about this goal later, but There are ways, though. There's a three mana
1: mana rock that lets you, like, re-mulligan for free. So you can mm-hmm. get
2: another extra mulligan. That's true. That and then, If you really want to go hard for it. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Build around this. In
2: soul. your 100 card singleton deck. Yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly. Just Hopefully, <laughs> when I do pull it off, I can actually win. Just send yeah. Julian to concede, and then you will win. Yeah, but if you have to like play Expedition Map for it, it doesn't count. does not count. Expedition
2: Map is in this yeah. no, no, no. deck. It but... counts for getting Tron. I will not concede yeah.
0: because you yeah. cheated. Yes. You true. didn't have the natural turn three Tron. Note, tutors are not cheating. <laughs> tutors aren't cheating, but right? <laughs> they're cheating for my challenge. For <laughs> the challenge. Anyway, so that was my... Uh moment of uh triumph and shame of the week julian what about you well i'm just excited that i finally was able to draft my cube um yeah i think we're gonna go into a little
2: bit more but like i put this cube together it's a very non-standard cube and um got a group of people together and drafted it for the first time and i think it went really well people had functional decks things went uh pretty well Alex's deck was pretty strong i thought my deck was pretty strong i'm sad we didn't get to I know. uh face off against each other and the the finals as it were mm-hmm. cuz you were 2-0 and i was uh, i was also 2-0 but i had i lost a game i don't know if you lost a game i did lose one game okay so i think we had the same record tonight. yeah um, The world will never it's know true but yeah it was it was super fun and the other exciting thing is i want my finally won my first pre-release yes which was super exciting Yay. and i a cashed in my winnings i got a $25 gift card for singles and i uh, cash them in for some things for a new brew that i'm coming up with which you will be be privy to uh sooner rather than later
0: any spoilers um you don't have to say anything no (laughs) okay (laughs) i'm excited to find out more i love love a good new brew there's a uh, enchantment creature that i bought with it Mm -hmm.
2: so that's that may or may not open up some doors perforos that would be an enchantment creature? Yes.
0: <laughs> I have no idea. But no, we would go into a deck I already have. That will be another episode, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We are looking forward to... If they decide to have me back. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> well, so those are our previous... <laughs> time. <laughs> ...on <a benign> <laughs> We're recording an interview with you, actually. Yeah, it's actually an interview. We're yeah. That's <laughs> fine, I don't really want this job <laughs> anymore.
2: Well... Maybe I do.
0: Well, we Doesn't hope you do. very
1: well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> okay, let's get into cube, um, and I think we can start off by talking a little bit about what cube is in general, and then just diving straight into Julian's cube, because it is almost the opposite of what cubes are in general.
0: Yeah, that's pretty true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. one of the main reasons we want Julian here is because, well, I have fairly limited experience with cubes, but however, just playing his cube, I realized how unique way and different it was, and we couldn't pass up having him in here to talk about it. So. yes.
1: Yeah, I'll give a little bit of an intro to just Cubes in general, I think. So, Cubes are, rather than Booster Draft, you have a person who designs all of the cards that go into it. And it's usually done in singleton, um, and... But usually, not always. Not always, Yeah. You know, depending on what you want to do, you can set a lot of restrictions on your Cubes. So you can have things like the number of cards that are in it, um, the number of people it's designed to draft with, uh, the rarities, so a lot of people have like Popper
2: Cubes where yeah. it's only commons. So, well, so a lot of people describe cubes as a curated draft environment where you decide sort of what kind of draft environment you have, and then you
0: pick cards that go into it to match your vision for the cube. What does cube stand for? Where did the name come from? I Do don't, you guys know? I don't actually know. It's no. sort of like, it's, it's <laughs> a thing I'm
2: sure, I'm sure somebody out there knows. Oh, it's, um, is it because um, 360
1: degrees... Form a circle. Form a
0: circle. (laughs) That's not it. i do not know. Comment below if you know. Yeah, please.
2: Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think that the the typical delineator between most cubes is if they're powered or unpowered. Um, Power is referring, of course, to the Power Nine, which are the Mm. most powerful cards in magic. Black Lotus, Moxes, Ancestral Recall, Time Walk, those kind of cards and basically if a cube has those it's considered a power cube if they don't have those it's considered a non-powered cube ring is kind of honorary power um yeah. and but then beyond that there's tons of delineations people build cubes that are to try to mimic a standard draft environment so people have like innistrad cubes or constant tarkir cubes or uh they say you want to build like an alara block cube that you can you can do that. Basically, cube is whatever you want it to be. And typically, they'll follow the standard standard limited rules, where you'll build a 40 card deck using the cards you've drafted, and you can take basic lands for free, and you just fill out your deck and you play against each other. This is how most of the cubes on MTGO operate, and this is how the they have journey. online cubes. Yeah, there's there are cubes on MTGO. Yes. Oh wow. I think they... is cool. is the vintage cube or is the yeah is the vintage cube still up? on MTGO? I think right so. Now. Yeah, I think a lot yeah. of, a lot of the streamers have been playing it a lot because they, they like it because it's the MTGO's version of the power cube. So you get mm. to you get to open get power. Get to get to open power. Uh, LSV jokes constantly that he is playing Legacy Cube because he quote never opens power, which he hundred percent does.
0: Um,
1: it's but, true. I like how that cube you can also tell that Wizards designed it because it's like the powered cards, and then they'll throw in a couple like mythic rares from the most recent set. Yeah. So right now, I think it has the new Garrick, which is not, not strong,
2: good, <laughs> but it also has Oko, Oko which is yes. incredibly strong. Which, like, definitely <laughs> deserves to be there. Like but yeah, probably, I always love when they you know it's very easily first pickable card in that game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how they.
1: They'll like kind of try to advertise recent sets with mm. through cubes like yeah, that, that but sense. it doesn't always and then a, make sense. A bunch of those cards <laughs>
2: end up phasing themselves out pretty quickly. Yeah. But some cards will stay, like Oko okay, oh, will stay. It's a reason it's getting probably banned. Forever. Literally
0: everywhere. Yeah. One thing I love about Cube that I kind of saw is you, I feel like you were saying this earlier, but you can definitely tell a story to it. You know, there's like kind of an aspect. I mean you guys probably know this more after building your own cubes, but you can definitely incorporate aspects from all of magic to make your own story in the cube and maybe someone who's drafting it doesn't exactly get to see that whole story but building it i would say probably get a experience like the story like you're telling a story through building this cube mm-hmm. you're not limited by you know just a hundred card commander deck or anything but you have a huge array of cards that you're crafting wouldn't you say so when yeah
2: exactly i mean you can you could build a card that absolutely will most things would be considered trash cards would be Absolutely first pickable cards because you get to pick literally whatever you put in the cube. So if you want a cube that It's all about horses. Yeah If if you could build (laughs) all about horses or if you want like sky spear cavalry to be like a first pickable card Mm, You just build your environment so that it does that Yeah, Um, Yeah, I think it lends itself
1: to really well to having your pet cards be like stronger than they might normally be Yeah, Um, Yeah. because I know a lot of commander players myself included like will just throw a whole bunch of pet cards in their decks. And then when you play it, it's like, Ugh. it's not as good as I want it to be. But cube, you can kind of like take cards like that and design archetypes around them.
0: So that yeah. they're... Yeah. When we were drafting Julian's cube, you know, you, you look at your, your first bit of cards and like I could hear him just giggling over <laughs> cards. I knew he put in there for a certain reason. I'm like, I don't know what he's, talk- what he's so excited about. But, you know, I think that's just... I'm that. pretty
2: sure mostly I was giggling because I was so excited that we were finally... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the yes. we're It's happening!
0: Yeah, so that's
1: how the normal, like, that's how cubes are usually designed. But, Julian, what kinds of things did you do in
2: your cube that are not yeah. that? Tell yeah. us
0: about your cube. Let's
2: dive into the nitty-gritty. Yeah, so, like, before we get into the nitty-gritty, I think I'll start by just talking about sort of some of what my inspirations were for why I wanted to build the kind of cube that I built and what sort of things I like. Mm-hmm. So the things that personally are attractive to me are really low resource environments. So there's a there's a cube that's sort of, I don't know, it's famous amongst the cube community. It's called the Desert Cube by a um, user on Cubetutor Theater, on Arc. And this, this cube is, you have to draft your own basic lands. You can't take your basic lands for free. Lands are mm. at a premium, red is over-represented, it's basically the idea is the plane has been burnt out. There was civilization, but there's been a drought for 10 years.
0: So you have to draft and your lands though? You have to draft all of them. Oh land wow, land. It's
2: And wow. so there's tons of stuff that's like, you know, there's a ton of, and it's definitely not singleton. There's like 10 copies of Desert in the cube. Desert mm, yeah. is, a, is a card where you can play it and you can tap it for a colorless mana. But you can also tap it to do damage to a creature after it's dealt damage to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's tons of those in the queue which deals damage, which means that there's a card called Desert Nomads which is immune to damage by deserts. That card suddenly becomes way better. Yes. There's tons of cards that are about like sandstorms. There are cards about fire. Th- tons of things and just mana in general I love is, like, that at a premium. Yeah, that's and so thematic. And I was looking at through the, looking at cubes and looking at different people's versions of this kind of cube, and I really really liked it, but it's 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 a little bit of a, I don't think that I could make one that was better, and I felt like when I would be making this, I would just be making my version of this cube with some minor changes, and I would just kind of be copying it. Mm-hmm. And I was, and then I started looking for other types of cubes that people have put together, um, that have similar uh, low resource environments, and I came across someone's an article on Knock Life that advertises what some what they were saying was. 15-card Highlander queue And 15-card hi- Highlander has been a sanctioned format, I'm pretty sure, by Wizards a while ago. And it's, and what it is is basically you have, your deck is 15 cards.
0: That's it. You heard him um, right. 15, 15 1, cards.
2: 5, 15. <laughs> Which means that your deck will probably have 3 lands? 3 to 6 lands? Yeah. Depending on, wild. on what cards you have. If you have... A lot of one and two drops. You don't really need more than three lands in your deck. It's basically like the highest CMC. If it's five, then you, you have can five play flames. five lands. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah, go. Because when you start with a hand of seven, there are eight cards left in your library. Yeah. And you're guaranteed to draw by turn eight. You're gonna have all the cards in your hand. You're gonna have every access. You're gonna see. Have seen every single thing you put in your deck. Which is really cool. But that also means you're gonna run out of cards. And in this format, you don't lose the decking. So if you would draw a card, when your library is empty, you don't lose. No self-melt. So you just kind of have whatever you have in your hand, you have whatever's on the field to work with. And I, I found that really appealing. So I set out to make my version and do my take on it. And I personally like version, like cubes that are a little bit less strong. So I don't like, the, uh powered environments. I don't like particularly super fast environments.
0: You didn't put any of the power nine in there. No, there's no, there's no power. The yeah. the
2: the version on Cardmock Life, the um the design the person who wrote the initial article is Corey Murphy, and the the cube was designed by Max Hero. And the this cube, the version that's currently available that you can find. Uh if you just Google 15 card Highlander, probably I can Send you guys links if you want. Yeah, can um, put it in the show and, notes below. Mm. In the show notes below, uh, yeah. the links to their cube and their their cube is, has a higher power environment. They have the power, some of the power in it. They have mm. a lot of really really strong, really punishing things in it. And I kind of didn't really want that to exist in my version of the cube. So, but since you have 15 cards, it makes a lot of things kind of irrelevant right so
0: (laughs) it changes the whole aspect of the game really so
2: if you think about like the perfect example is kind of what blue usually does like blue usually likes to draw cards blue likes to counter spells blue likes to do standard you know blue things they like control they like control so basically blue based control in the way that it exists in standard standard environments not necessarily environments but more traditional environments doesn't exist in this cube because if you have a card that says draw three cards if i put ancestral recall in in the cube it might not be good because you're spending a card to draw three cards that you're probably going to draw anyway like of course you could build a deck that ancestral would be amazing and you just pack it full one and two drops you have ancestral you play it you dump your more cards out you basically can play your whole deck by turn five probably Um, but typically if you're playing it in a control deck, you're going to draw all your cards anyway. You don't need to have a card to draw you more cards. So when I was building it, I spent some time thinking about what kind of archetypes I wanted to have and the kinds of things that would go into it based on a 15 card deck environment. So... Um, yeah, I don't, so that's kind of where I started with with my cube.
1: Yeah, it seems like, especially blue, and I could also see green having some struggles with that, because it is based on a lot of, like, casting spells that just, like, get you to farther turns in the beginning, which is... Mm -hmm which is interesting when you only have 15 cards, so you'll get to see all of your cards eventually. Like, card draw is just so much less important. Right. But also creatures, it seems like, are even more important because of the on-board presence that you require to right. make it through after you've run out of cards in your deck.
2: Right. And I think when we were playing, there were a decent number of games that we ran out of cards and you're just left with whatever you have. Yeah. How it feels. So the, the game loss I had was my opponent had... Sire of Stagnation, sorry, sorry, Sire of Insanity on the battlefield. I
1: lost to that too. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was that the only game you lost? That's the only game I lost. That's the only game I
2: lost! <laughs> yeah. And my uh, opponent had Sire of Insanity, and with this card, is, is a 6 CMC card, so 6 CMC is a lot in this cube. Yeah. That means you have to d- devote enough mana slots in your deck to get to 6 CMC. But... That's huge. What this card does is it says at the beginning of each end step, it's a, it's a creature, it's a six four. At the beginning of each end step, each player discards their hand. Ugh. so I was brutal. I, would, I had board presence. I had contr- I had control of the board. They, my opponent had, uh, Never disc. They wiped the board. I'm like, okay, I'm holding up things. I can play my th- I can play my threats after he pops the disc. He pops the disc, slams Sire of Insanity, and I just have nothing to do. I have. It's over. He I had the dust. a i had a murderous rider on adventure so i cast that and it was basically a sire of insanity versus a murderous rider and i lost the race (laughs) like and they because like there was just no more cars to draw Like i was out of cars to draw everything was in my graveyard i had no way to pull anything out of my
0: graveyard to get me more more resources so i just that's that that was the game i love how you stayed true to the low resource environment like you not only only have 15 cards to work around with, but then you filled the cube with stuff that is specifically meant to hate on low-resource stuff. Yeah, so you yeah. made it hard on purpose, which yeah, is crazy. Exactly.
2: So so one of, one of my favorite things about this cube is that um, I picked what I wanted each color to do. And one of the things that I knew I wanted to incorporate into the cube was generically what I sort of think about as resource denial. And in this cube, resource denial is discard. Resource denial is exile off the top of the library. Resource denial is land destruction. Resource denial is really anything that puts your opponent down a card, in either in their library, in their hand, or on the battlefield.
0: I'd say in that. the graveyard, too. You have a lot of graveyard. Yeah, hits. and, and Very, graveyard. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it's, it adds
1: so much stress when you're trying to do this balancing act between the cards in your hand, the cards in your graveyard, and like what gets exiled. Cause when something gets exiled, it's just like
2: detrimental. It's, it's gone because <laughs> there, and because it's such a low resource environment, I knew that the other thing that I think about is recycling. So if, yep. you, if you put a bunch of stuff into your graveyard and you run out of cards, a way to refill your, to get more gas is to shuffle cards back into your library from your graveyard, to pull cards from your graveyard back to your hand. And that's a major recycling theme that I have in the cube but to combat that there's also a lot of exile yeah so if you ha- are playing a strategy where you're putting stuff into your graveyard pulling it back out of your graveyard putting it on the battlefield accruing a little bit of value that way someone can combat that by sideboarding in bajugabog siding in <laughs> Felden's Cane. uh Felden's Cane is a, a recycling um, there's a bunch of different ways you can exile
0: mm-hmm. um
2: so the ma- the major colors that i had for resource denial are Blue, black, and red. Yep. Um, blue does resource denial by basically they have counterspells, which are one, which are one-for-one one resource denial, which is standard for blue control. Blue has the ability to exile off the top of uh, your deck, so they have some Eldrazi. Ingestors?
1: Yeah, I was going to say I had the two and a blue Eldrazi Ingestor. The, the
2: Benthic Infiltrator?
1: Yep, I yep. have Benthic Infiltrator, which I think it's a common. It's a common. I literally had not and seen that card since I it did is a, a powerhouse. powerhouse yeah. But team. it was yep. so, every time I played it, like, just even exiling one card off the top of their deck, doesn't matter what card it is, it was
2: just like, if it was a land. Sometimes you're glad it's a land, you're like, okay, yeah, you are like, now, now you're down a land. If you had six so lands good. in your deck, now you only have five. You can't play a six EMC yeah.
1: spell anymore. It was it was probably one of the best cards in my deck for sure. Yep. Was,
0: it definitely was a huge card. huge threat. You know, if that's swinging in, you're like it's a it's a one it's a one four. <laughs> 4 so you're like one damage. You know, that's not much, but like when you lose a fifteenth of your deck to it, it's just it doesn't matter. It you have yes. to deal with it. It's huge. Yeah. 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 So that's that's
2: one of the one of the things. And black black does resource denial by making you discard cards. Yep. Uh, it has. Some cards. So one of one of my pet cards, you mentioned pet cards. A card that I wanted to make work was Dream Stealer, which mm. is kind of a trash rare yeah. from Hour of Devastation. It's card, a though. three CMC, two in a black, menace, human wizard, and it's a one-two. But what but it says whenever Dream Stealer deals combat damage to a player, that player discards that many cards. Ugh. So it comes well. out as a one two and it hits you. It can hit you pretty consistently Just that on because time. it has menace. Yeah. But it also has eternalize for four black black, which means that you pull exile it from your graveyard, Recycling, but make okay. a copy of it as a four four. And that means that when it hits you now as a four you four, four, you discard four, four cards. cards. And at that oh. point in the game, you probably aren't going to be a discarding third four of no. your deck, right. yeah. Unless they play something like unless they play something like seasons pass to pull a bunch of cards out of their yeah. graveyard and like okay, well I'll hit you with two. So painful. Yeah. So that. That's, like, that's one of the things that
0: I kind of drew block around, and then Red has some similar things. That well, there you was play. one card that, in the game that we had with each other, that I thought I had you, because your library was out, your graveyard was full, you had, like, two <laughs> cards in hand, and I was like, he's done. I got him. And then, what was the card? It and was, then I played Inverter of Truth. That Yeah, Inverter <laughs> of Truth. That- this was the greatest play that I made yeah. the entire night,
2: where, you're exactly right, I had, you had. You, you, I had nothing on board. You had a board presence. Yep. I had nothing left in my library. Last card in my hand was Inverter of Truth. And what Inverter of oh Truth is God. it's another one of those really wonky cards. Not good in any
0: format except
2: this, this right here, because which is crazy. It's it's it has combo potential. It, yeah, me. it does. But um definitely, definitely shines it, here. It's a four CMC Eldrazi, two black black. It's the void Eldrazi. And it's it's a six six flyer. So at its base level, it's a six-six flyer for four, and you're like, okay. This sounds amazing. Yeah. And there's typically a downside. When it enters the battlefield, exile all cards from your library face down. And then shuffle okay. all cards from your library, <laughs> from your graveyard, into your library. Hard reset. <laughs> and normally what this means is you have 20 cards left in your library, those are all gone now. But in this format, you play it when you have no cards in your library, <laughs> you suddenly get everything from your graveyard back into your library. Yep. Which means that you get to draw them again. Which means that you get more means You can play them again, yep. and you don't have to worry about running out of cards again because you don't lose the deck. It. And you have a six six five. And you have a board. six six yeah. five, which is. <laughs> is that? It's I huge. feel like
1: that card's just easily first
2: pickable in this. I, I was my pack pick. Yeah, did you, it was, I was gonna was ask. My did my you second, giggle when you saw this? Second, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you yeah, did. Yeah. Guys, That's yeah. Um, and then I I, I ended up I ended up with a green black resource denial deck with a little bit of recursion built into it. I thought, I thought my deck was pretty strong. I had a, de- a decent mix of removal with uh, resource denial. I had pretty consistent either land Elves on turn one or Vicious Rumors on turn one, which mm. is in this typically not a great card, but it is a two for one because you play one card and you get two cards out of them because it deals, it's a one black sorcery, deals one damage to each opponent, doesn't really matter. But each opponent discards a card great they're out they're down a card and then they put the top card of their library into their graveyard Oof. so they're down two cards now and you gain a life so it's a little bit of life life drain but mostly they're out two cards for your one card yeah yeah and that was my pack one pick one. which and yeah that's so good
1: because in any other format
2: like off the top
1: of your deck is meaning like totally meaningless Right, but in this format, it's like it's huge. It's my huge. one of four lands is gone. So oh, wow. yeah, I had
2: I, I thought my deck was was pretty strong. Yeah.
1: But yeah, uh, what? How would you? What do you guys end up on? So team? when you first described the cube before we'd even started, it like my first impressions were that it would be like frustrating a little bit because you once your stuff is like exiled or in your graveyard, like you wouldn't. Like, there just wouldn't be a lot to do. So I was Mm -hmm. super pleasantly surprised that every single game I played had, like, I think I only ran out of cards in my deck two times out of the five games I played. And every other game was just, like, so interactive. And so there was a lot of back and forth, and it was very evenly matched. And I think the stress of having so little cards um, really adds a lot of reward when you are able to, like, pull stuff off, which is something that I'm working on with my cube, is trying to, like, make it feel like a rewarding experience. Mm -hmm. Um, But for this, it's like, you have so little resources, but the cube, it's kind of designed, you have a lot of cards that kind of, like, make tokens on the board and have, like, activated abilities, so that you Mm -hmm. can still, like, have no cards in hand, but still be able to, like, use your
2: mana and stuff like that. Yeah, it's specifically designed with a lot of mana sinks. Yep. Where you can just, exactly what you said, you can dump some mana to do something, yeah. even if you're out of cards.
1: Yeah, so I'd have, like, a lot of times I'd have no cards in hand. Um, and I would, like, draw something that maybe wasn't as useful. But I would still be able to, like, hit them with a missed Syndicate Naga and make a copy of it. And then, like, pour my mana into some other thing to make, like, a couple tokens here and there. Or to get stuff back from the graveyard. So it was, like, I was surprised at having 15 cards, but there's still, like, so much to do. Yeah. I loved it. It was good. I had a so I had a blue black deck that was basically like half resource denial,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then the other half was just like two drop creatures.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Your deck, your, lo- your deck looked pretty fast. It was um, especially with was conspiracy, conspiracy. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think yeah. We, we talked about this after. and yeah. I'm definitely in the process of doing some making some changes to the to the list, but I'm pretty happy with the way it played. I want to I want to try it out a, a few more times, do some more testing in it, yeah, and, and sort of see how things go. But, um, but yeah, I think that I I think that I like the conspiracies. I like the way they play. Um, it does let you do some bonkers things, like you can have five color two drops with yes. some other shell around it. But I think I I like having that option. And I looking at your deck, I don't think it was too strong it was it was strong but it was just it just let you play aggressive two drops that let you bounce to play miss syndicate naga on turn three yeah to make a copy of it and that was kind of your game plan yeah but if if they play if they play a blocker on turn two or they remove your two drop your plan isn't your plan kind of it doesn't fall apart, but it's a pretty significant roadblock to your plan. Yes,
1: it's true, and I think um, I think most of the games I won ended up because I got off to like a really fast start, mm-hmm. and my opponent wasn't able to
0: keep like race or put in a blocker that was yeah. quite big enough. Yeah, you know, and definitely the games I had with Alec, he had. What destroyed me was the Tetsuko, Tetsuko Mazawa Fugitive, because, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. he'd have three Miss Syndicate Nagas out, you know, and then I'd cast my Siege Game Commander, and be like, oh, I'm safe now. And then he'd be like, ooh, Tetsuko, yeah. I summon you. And then i just yeah. like, uh, here, Let me read the card, because yeah. this is, it's something I want
1: to work really well in my cube, but it's so good here. It's, so it's Tetsuko Umezawa Fugitive from Dominaria, it's a 1-3 creature for 1 and a blue, so it's a 2-drop, but I actually have the colors of mana for this one. Um, and it says, creatures you control with power or toughness 1 or less can't be blocked, which I picked this pretty early because I figured getting through damage was going to be pretty important. Um, so I was super excited later when I grabbed a Mist Syndicate Naga, which is like the ultimate combo. Um, so this is a 3-1 creature for 2 and a blue that basically whenever it deals combat damage to a player you create a token of it. And of course since it's a 3-1 if you have Tetsuko out it's unblockable. So like 3 damage is already a big chunk. And then when you get a 3-1 every turn or I guess yeah, you it, get one it's, and then two. It's and then, exponential. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Each
0: turn you get more.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I also had a couple other creatures in the deck that had either one power or one toughness that I kind of so like picked vampire up That vampire vanguard, the white one. the uh,
2: Adanto vanguard. Adanto. Adanto vanguard. Yep. Yeah.
1: That one was really good, too. Yeah, yeah. so so having those uh, the evasive abilities on the creatures was mm-hmm. so fun.
2: <laughs> yeah, Yeah, and that's, that's one of the things I built into the blue color, because... Yeah. Blue control doesn't really work, so I lean really hard into Blue Evasion and Blue Tempo, yeah. where Blue becomes very good at pushing through damage. Not necessarily a ton of damage at a time, but it makes your threats be able to connect where they otherwise wouldn't be able to, so there's a decent amount of unblockable, there's a bit decent amount of tap your opponent's creatures down.
0: You get a lot of bounce, like return um, to hand, yeah, which there's was useful not only in getting damage through on your opponent's side, but like, I had one where I could get multiple Castings of you know siege game commander to kind of recur value exactly by getting yeah. a lot of tokens out So I mean, you know, it serves two purposes in that in that sense. Yeah So germ what, what did you end up with so the- I my turn one pick was siege game commander. I love goblins I love I love token decks, and so I saw that and I was like I want to make this work and So I ended up with an is it token deck with a few counter spells here and there Unfortunately, uh, the counter spells like I didn't realize this till afterwards like Losing a counter spell to counter another spell. It's a one-for-one one trade and so I would counter something But then I would lose that resource as well. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't as effective as I was hoping it would be and My I mean obviously was 15 cards of course you're gonna see every card in your deck so I definitely drew into siege game commander, but it being a five cost I wasn't able to get it out fast enough when you know when I was competing with you know, Alex deck which had nothing two but two drops, drops in it. <laughs> so by the time I cast it I had already lost half my life and I was down a bunch of cards and so it wasn't as effective as I was hoping it would be. So I it's, definitely gotta cast it, which I wanted to do, but I just didn't get to use it. It's also
1: hard to use
0: counter spells against a deck that's mostly two drops because
1: it's like, do I want to use this counter spell to counter this
0: one yeah. three. Right. Yeah this,
1: this three one. Like that just doesn't feel great. But I honestly, like, didn't have any bombs in that deck that were, like... Well, that's what I would sit on. I was like, oh, where's...
0: He's going to drop something big here. Like, I'm saving this, you know, counter spell for when he taps all six of it, you know, for something big. But it's just... You would (laughs) just put out three little guys. I'll handle those later, but I just, you know... Stuff like that,
1: Your like, your brain is so used to, especially us as mostly commander players. Yep. It's like, you save your counter spell for their eight drop. Like, yeah, that's just yeah. how it works. <laughs>
0: you <laughs> you save, save
2: for the cr- it for yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You
0: Crater Hoof, you know, you, that's what you say before. Yeah,
1: you don't counter their 3 drop utility creature or anything like that. Yeah, but yeah it's a different mindset But at some sure.
2: point, yeah, if you're going to get start getting running, run over, you're starting yeah, to get run over. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. yeah, so that's a, do you think that counterspells should have a place in the queue? Like, because you, you, said you just said, just to mention, you have very negative experience
0: with I think, I mean, counterspells. The, like, if I were to play it again, and I were to see a counterspell, and I were to hear you giggle like you giggled when you drew that that <laughs> crazy Eldrazi, that is something that I could definitely, I think it's worth keeping in there, because, I mean, when I played, I didn't know, I mean, I didn't know the cube very well, so I couldn't save a counterspell for something effective, because I, I was expecting for, like, you know, a normal commander big drop, but, you know, that card that... Uh, the one that exchanged your library. Inverter of, truth. Inverter of truth. Like, that would have been a, something perfect to counter because then you would have been completely screwed. Yeah, but, I, would, I, would, I would have lost right. that for sure. Right, but I mean, I just, I think as I would play this cube more, you kind of learn what cards are counterable, then yes, that's when a counter spell becomes valuable. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, if I were to play Alex deck again, I would, you know, side that out because yeah. it wouldn't, that, yeah. What I'm gonna do? I'm not gonna counter, you know, your 2 dropping utility because it just then I'm down on resource and it just doesn't work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there's also
1: I don't know which counter spells you have, but I have a few. Yeah. My my thoughts are that like um, like spell pierce would be a good one. The ones that are one mana. I
2: have force spike.
1: Force Spike? Yeah, that's the one yeah, that I, yeah. Or oh, yeah. the ones where it's like, um, counter this spell unless target opponent pays one more, because you think you're usually tapping one. out for-
2: Yeah, so I have Force Spike and Mana Leak. Okay, which, yeah, that's exactly which what I would expect. basically do that. I think, uh, there's a, there's a card from, uh, I think, the Return to Return to Ravnica. Guild of Ravnica? <laughs> deck, mm-hmm. uh, set that's, that's two blue-blue counterspell, but it also you can shuffle four cards from your library oh, they, from your graveyard back into your library, uh, yeah. which is a yeah. ridiculously expensive counterspell. But it also gives you cards back, so I think yeah. that's gonna get that's gonna get put in. Yeah. Uh, that's something that I ran across a couple days ago. Something that I, I yeah to I remember that. Now, but being that's pretty good. In that's them. just a it's just a common right. Yeah, that's so, super good. But in this in this environment, it's amazing. It excels. Bonkers. I would I would rather have that. Yeah, a lot of things. I, I might I might rather have that card than have ancestral in a deck. Yeah, which I'm probably wrong about, but that's that's the kind of environment I want to build is where these these more yeah. incidental value cards that let you accrue more advantage and let you recycle your resources and let you play a little bit of a longer game become more valuable. Yeah. Uh, instead of just trying out blitz. But there's definitely. I also that being said, I don't want every game to just be this grind fest where you have all these things So i want to put in a really strong strong aggressive decks so i have strong aggressive white blue red creatures that get in for damage that push through damage that force these decks that are trying to be cuter to recycle a lot of the cards that pull things out that play play these really really long-term strategies that put them on a clock and force them to be able to deal with that um
0: so Speaking of the clock, one thing I liked about it is it drafted quick, but the the games were also really fast. Yeah, I was going to mention that. So we got to play a lot of games, and I really enjoyed that because I got to see my deck in many different lights. I think sometimes when we play other formats, you know, the games were drawn out. They take a long time. You don't get to play as much. You're recording with a lot of schedules. Everyone comes here, and you want to play everyone, and sometimes you're limited by time. But in this case, when we drafted, I feel like the games went by fairly quickly, and it was a ton of fun to get a lot of games in. Yeah, we got three, we drafted and got three games in in two hours, I think?
1: Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely, um, I used to, a couple of years ago, I would do a booster draft from a box of, like, each new set that came out, and I had, like, five or six people, it was before I met you two, but I had, like, five or six people who would get together to do that, and it was literally, like, it would take two hours to do the draft because a lot of people were new and hadn't seen any of the cards and draft and build their decks and then it would take an hour per game and we would of course never have a timer so like we were (laughs) going overtime all the time so I'd play like two matches and then realize that it's 1am in the morning (laughs) after having started at 4pm
0: Yeah, not having gotten to play everybody who had come to play. So, not complaining about playing Magic for a long time. We love playing Magic, but like I I loved the fast-paced tempo of it. It was definitely something different, which was awesome.
1: Yeah. And also like if we'd gotten together a couple hours earlier, we could have done two drafts in yeah. one night, which is Yeah. Like drafting and deck building is for me one of the most satisfying and like one of my favorite parts. And so getting to the to do that twice as much as I normally would. Yeah. 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 So,
2: it. so the thing, the thing about this, deck, since you're building 15 card uh, decks, uh, with the, the it's a 160 card cube. So, man. from a cube designer perspective, every slot is really valuable. It's really hard to put something. It's really hard to take something out because people complain at three, three sixty, but I'm at one sixty, um, and it's it's hard. I'm, I'm looking at my my red three drops right now, and I have five, and that's a lot. And, okay, so like, do I have to push the curve lower? Or, like, which one do I cut? But then I, if when you cut something, then everything starts cascading a lot because, like, okay, if you cut this, then your, you know, your token strategy suddenly starts becoming weaker because you remove a key component of it because there's only, you know, 10 cards that f- promote each archetype. And if yeah. you take one of those out, then it's, you're really diluting it. So there's a balance. So a it's, balance, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot of things. But since it's a 160 card cube you with eight players you would draft two packs of ten and what we did we had a four four player draft which is probably part of why we went a little faster Uh, we we drafted three packs of seven Uh, three packs of seven i like for four players because it allows you to draft a card look at it and say okay what might we out of this pack i might you have the opportunity to grab one more thing out of it and you get to see more pack one pick ones with the four players because you can you can do that. You have you know, you're, but you're only looking at packs of seven. Um, so so yeah, that, that's kind of how I would I would play the cube. If for uh, eight players, it's two packs of ten. Four players, it's three packs of seven. Six players, I don't know. Do whatever you want. Whatever you want. I don't know. We'd, pro- we, we'd probably do two packs of ten. Four or six players
0: and correct me if i'm wrong but like i i feel like with this cube that you made it was probably on the cheaper end of making a cube because it's using a lot of those common janky cards that don't really have a, a good home yeah but, i mean i'm I sure mean, it costs, that's you know, that's, you know. that's
2: part of what i what i wanted out of building the, the cube so that i built mm-hmm. the cube similar to the way i build my commander decks too mm-hmm. i don't i don't have i don't have a lot of expensive cards just pers- because that's not the way i like to play I don't like to be like, okay, well, I'll drop an Ugin, and I'll, or I'll drop Steel Colossus. That's just not the way I like to mm-hmm. play. It. I like to take a little bit of what would be less popular cards and make them make them work in the strategies. My my favorite commander deck is a CDC deck, which is self mill deck. You make a lot of tokens by dumping things into your graveyard. Um, it's it's a it's a little bit like. Um, it's 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 similar to BDM's uh, spider spawning deck. If you, if you Zombublies. Know. Zombublies. You, you make you make a lot of zombies. You dump a lot of stuff into your graveyard. Um, the four four enchantment that makes everything explores <laughs> really all star in the deck. I forget I forgot the name of the card. Um, oh But that, boy. that card is super
0: fun. But that's that's my favorite deck, and I and I'll play with
2: a lot of expensive cards in that deck.
0: Well, um, I love like the I'd say. A theme is definitely resource denial in this. I mean, it's not like you're living yourself in that commander deck or in this cube either. But you're you're making something that people don't usually use, and you're making it work, and then you're succeeding with that. Yeah. It, you get, there's satisfaction in that when you're like, wow, I made this work. Exactly. Exactly. And that's and that's exactly what I want. Like
2: I could I could put black lotus in this in this cube. It mm-hmm. would probably be acceptable in the cube because it uses a card to push you three cards ahead. There's not a lot of combo. Right. In the cube uh i could put a li- there's a little bit of combo it's mostly like in the queue synergies. there's there's a lot of accrued value there's a lot of uh a lot of synergy that gets built in so powering out like you know a four drop on turn 1 pretty good it's good <laughs> it's 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 really good but it's not necessarily backbreaking it's not like you're going to be able to Wind play like one. play like mountain lotus channel fireball like i don't have that yeah i don't have the cards that would enable that so black lotus would be fine i just don't want it in my apartment because that's not yeah. the way that I personally want to build it. And that's
1: an the the, cube. the best part about making cubes and drafting them and designing them is that you get to put in literally any cards you want. So like, all the restrictions are what you come up with in your own brain and the only yeah. cards that people will get to draft with are the ones that you specifically pick to put in there. Yeah. You know, so I think it's like, it's weird because deck building is so much fun but cube is like your deck building the decks that you want people to make? Yeah. Like it's a nu- like it's two layers of deck
0: building. And it's, that's why <laughs> it's The
1: next layer. It's so good. I don't know. There's something about designing cubes that's just like so much fun. Yeah. Well
0: yeah, Alec, why don't you tell us about your cube? Because you've also we have not well, drafted it yet unfortunately. But. Yeah, I
1: actually think we're coming up pretty close on the amount of time we had last time and we got some stuff at the end to talk about. What if we save my cube for another episode and we can wait until... come next time. Give
0: us a quick spoiler, though.
1: Okay, quick spoiler. So, Julian, we talked about his inspirations. The inspirations for this cube was the box that I have to store it in. How many cards can I fit in it? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, it originally was a 360 cube, just like a classic, non-powered... Cube that was 360 cards plus a bunch of basic lands meant for eight people. And what my problem was is I had the ultimate guard archive box, Mm -hmm. which holds I think it holds like 550 double sleeped cards. Um, And the problem was I had like half, I had the cube in that, and then I had like half of the lands. I can't remember how big it was, but, it, like, the whole cube, yeah, the land's like a surprising <laughs> amount of space. Yeah. It's
2: like, and, oh, I have a 160-card cube, but then you need to have another full- A for land for box. everybody. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly, and tokens, yeah. and I had, like, a set of dice, too, to go with it. Um, and so, basically, I would go places, and people would be like, should we play Commander, or should we play somebody's cube? And I would be like, I just don't want to carry two boxes around... For this cube, and then have to like figure it all out afterwards. So let's just play commander, and then the cube just didn't get played for years. Yeah. So currently, um, I'm trying to get back into the cube, and what I purchased was the um, the like reusable. Packs that you can get from Cuba uh, Magix. Yeah! You got yes! Those? Yeah, I have a bunch oh, of those. Oh, those are
2: so cool! And
1: I, I bought like a 36 pack, so I have a bunch left over if you want oh, them. Mm, I hadn't asked nice. you about that well, yet. We'll talk, we'll talk about
0: this <laughs> in yes, Collaboration. collaboration.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, I spaced out with my basic lands and tokens and the dice and the Cuba Majigs how many of them I could fit yes. in one box. As like a whole package cube, this is it, you get it, you take it out of the thing, and then you play it. And um, what I found was that the max amount of packs you could have was 16, which if you have four players, that's four packs each, which four packs and four players is like is kind of a thing I've seen in a couple places online, but it's not very common, and mm-hmm. you usually have um, 11 or 12 cards per pack. So I'm starting sure. with 12 cards because okay. it's a nice even number. Nice. Yep. Yeah. So when you have four players, four packs, 12 cards each, that's 192, which is pretty close to your 160. Yeah, it's pretty close. So, These are both very, very small
2: cubes. Yeah, you know, very compared small. Compared to the most cubes that are out
1: there. Yeah, so so kind of what my goals are, are to have like a small box that I can carry around, and then with four people, you can just sit down, crank out a cube in three hours, and have a good time. Um, and because of my love of Commander, I want this to be a multiplayer-focused cube. Mm. So, I think once we get real into it next time, we can talk about the cards I chose.
0: Hopefully, by then, we'll have, we'll have drafted it, played it, and yes. we'll report back on yep. how it goes. I think I would
1: like to draft you, you it have before to, we get to it put together. Yep. Just put together. I have two cards from the new set that um, that I'm waiting for. Making Actually, showcase. Since, <laughs> since this is fresh and new, let's let's go through them really quick. I'm, I'm putting in Tyranica, a crone veteran from Theros Beyond Death. It's one white-white for a 3-3 three, of three Vigilance. And one of the things that I think is really important in a multiplayer environment like this is having Vigilance on your creatures. Mm. Because you want to be able to kill people aggressively, but you don't want to leave have yourself open up. three players of Backlash. Yeah. So I look out for Vigilance creatures and creatures that are more aggressive for things like that. Um, and it also has an ability that whenever Tyranica attacks, you untap another target creature you control. And it becomes a four-four indestructible until end of turn, which kind of enforces oh, wow. the aggressiveness that I want White to have yeah. in the cube Hop-up token. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So it's tokeny and vigilance is fantastic. Nice. Um, yeah, and then the other card I'm putting in from Theros Beyond Death is Tectonic Giant, which is two red red for a three-four elemental giant, and which is fine. And then it has this ability, which is whenever it attacks or becomes the target of a spell an opponent controls, which you have a lot of opponents in
0: this ADL, format. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: it either deals three damage to each opponent,
0: Ooh. Okay.
1: which three, six, nine, three is a, a big chunk. Yeah, so yeah. in this format, you, each player starts with 20 life, um, which if you played Commander, you know it's hard to get an aggro deck through there when you're playing a multiplayer environment. So, things that deal damage to each opponent are a high priority, like this.
2: Imagine doing that each turn, every Mm. time you attack. attack. Seems pretty good. But it also, if you need to give it base power and toughness 4 4 and make it indestructible so it can swing through (laughs) There you go.
0: (laughs) Exactly. The potential is unlimited.
2: Yep.
1: Um, Yeah, and that's not even it. That's probably what you'll do most of the time. But also, when it attacks. Um, or becomes the target of a spell and opponent controls, you can exile the top two cards of your library. Choose one, and until the end of your next turn, you may play that card. So it's like a hint of card draw in there. Yeah, you really yeah. need it. It's the, it's the red,
0: yeah. red version of card draw. Yep.
1: Yeah. 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 So I saw these two cards, and I thought they would be perfect in this cube. And yeah. I'm going to put them in, and I think we'll, we'll get together and play it, and then we can talk about it on a future episode. I love it. It'll, It'll be, be
2: great. to
0: Yes. Yeah. So, coming here to the end, what we want to do is we want to talk about our resolutions for the next week. Uh, When we're playing Commander, we're going to talk about what we want to try and achieve here, each of us, and then when we report back, hopefully, we will have achieved our goal at that time. So, Alec, why don't you tell us what you're going to try and do, or what your resolution is. Yeah, so this is something I've been wanting to do
1: for a very long time now, and I've come pretty close to getting it, but I haven't quite gotten there yet, so I'm really going to try this week. And it's what I call the Gargos Holy Trinity, or Triforce. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Triforce.
1: Which is, I have a Gargos Vicious Watcher commander deck, which is um, it's a mono-green commander deck focused on ramp, and Gargos has this ability that says Hydra spells you cast cost four less to cast. So Gargos ramps. Um, I want to have Gargos out on the battlefield. That's Triforce number one. Number two is Nyx Bloom Ancient, which is also a new card. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure you've heard many things about it, but it's for Green 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 for a five-five uh, enchantment creature that says nothing on it really matters besides if you tap a permanent for mana, it produces thrice the amount of mana oh, instead. Oh my word! So I want to have that Gargos and it. I don't really care what Hydra is. They all have. Um, all of the Hydras in my deck have an X in their mana cost, so you can, like, as much as you can ramp into them is, is how you want to go. So, I want to have at least, I guess it'll be 7-ish lands out. Yeah. Triple, that's 21, plus 4 <laughs> from gargos is 5. Um, and then Voracious Hydra is one of my favorites. If you can put 25 mana into that, uh, it enters the battlefield, you can double the amount of plus 1, plus 1 counters on it.
0: You. So you can
1: just drop a fifty-fifty out of nowhere. I guess not really out of nowhere though. It'll be pretty. From the Triforce. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little telegraph, but still,
2: it's a. It's a little telegraph.
1: Trample like that.
2: That'll kill someone.
1: Yeah. So that's my goal: is to get um, Gargos, a mana doubler or tripler, or tripler, and a Hydra out, and to
0: take the game away with that. I love it. Jeremy, what about you? Well, I have kind of a selfish thing here, which. Um, <laughs> speaking it's, of. Speaking of earlier. I want a blightsteel colossus kill, and I am sorry for being that guy. But before week's end, I want someone to drown in the infect. I want I want to one shot someone with it, and it sounds awful. But you, you almost played a blightsteel in, in a game we played a couple of weeks ago, and I almost baited
2: you into playing it because yep. I could have stolen it and killed you. With oh the yeah, Steel, I, And uh... I wanted
0: to do it so badly. Oh, I'm glad it didn't work out. I. But this, it will happen this week. I I really want to try and and summon this colossus monstrosity that I maybe hate it, and I, but I, it'll be worth it. And then you can never do it again. And then I can never do it again. <laughs> I exactly. mean, you can do
2: it again. It's fine. Yeah, it's
0: fine. you, you it's can. You great. have arbitrarily killed <laughs> your opponents several times. It's like, who wants to die? You, go good. Them. I think I will gauge my feelings after I murder someone with it if yeah. it happens. And then I will decide at that point if I'm going to do it again. That's fair. If so you're, if
1: your feeling of satisfaction overcomes your feeling of guilt from doing so, then feel free to yeah to do mm. it again.
0: There we go. Well, Julian, yeah. what about you? Yeah, so I'm still on
2: my quest to find a deck I enjoy playing as much as my C D C deck. Mm. I have ha- I built a bunch of different decks. I have two, three, or four put together right now. I'm I'm currently working on another one. So my, I guess my re- my other resolution right now is I'm trying to. F- build something that I enjoy playing as much as that deck. Uh, I, don't, I don't really know exactly what it is about the EC deck. I think it's that, you know, you're kind of trying to do this thing that isn't really that great, but all the cards really work together It's harmonious. To, to do the thing that isn't that great, and then in combination you can do some pretty crazy things. Yeah. Um, and I just I just really like that I, I like building engines or like that's having, what I was having things that are like okay you, you do this you turn this cog this does this other thing okay when you move this put this into your graveyard this happens then when that happens something else happens and yeah then, you're yeah. kind of the um, uh,
1: Josh Lee Qui of the group where you mm, get an engine going and it's hard to stop you after that yeah
2: it's, I I really like and all my other decks don't quite do that in such as, as satisfying of a way. So you're on a quest. So my my resolution is a continuing resolution. To so find <laughs> something that I like as much as that. So I, I'm currently tinkering around with a couple ideas, thinking about things
0: that might well, I like it. I
2: it. And that also like slamming giant monsters, so you know, I'm tinkering around some stuff like that. There so, you
0: go. So you can look forward Always. to dying to
2: some of my decks in
0: the future. Some some new brews. We're excited to see the new brews. Yeah. Wow, well, Thank you so much, Julian, for accompanying us yeah. here. thank as you for new... having me. I really yeah. enjoyed it. It's been great getting your opinion and your uh, your take on Cube. It's been awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah.
0: Any last words, Julian, before we kick you off? No, I,
2: <laughs> I hope that I can come back at some point. This was a blast. Thanks for having me. Yeah,
0: of course. We need an outro. We don't have an outro yet. <laughs> well. We are thankful for all you guys who stuck around with us this long, and this is another episode of Fairy Conclave. So, thanks so much for joining us here. Welcome to the Clave. We can make is that, 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 that stick. A, we'll get that to stick. Well, Conclave. That's it.
1: The word. See you next time. Hi. Bye, guys.